0: Welcome to this edition of Run Talk Essay. I'm David Katz, Mr. Active, and it is post Comrades. All the excitement of the 90th Comrades Marathon, it's done and dusted. It's recovery time now, and we are going into winter, the three coldest months that we have here in South Africa. So the big thing and the first thing I want to hit our guest today with is post Comrades. What should people be doing? You've been doing so much mileage, so much training to get to the race. You're thinking of doing it next year in 2016. What is the next step? Do you need a big, strong recovery? How much time do you need off? With me today is Zach Van Heerden from Exercise Solutions. Zach is an exercise scientist. He's worked uh, with Portugal, with the Portuguese football team. He's worked with Bafana Bafana. He's worked with Mamaloni Sundowns on their championship, recent championship winning uh, season. And he has plenty of experience and the main experience in Zach's forte is sports science. Zach, just tell us, comrades, really, we know it's a, heck load of training, a lot of time on your legs, and a lot of people say two months, some people say two weeks. What is the ideal recovery after Comrades? Um, I think the, the, first, the first issue, obviously, is the, is, is, the, is the length of the race. It takes a lot out of you, as you well know and many people have done it so the, fir- the first trick is basically to get through that it's highly individual you can be done in two days done you know, in two weeks some people take two three months to recover completely from it and very often it's not just the race itself it's also the preparation the hundreds and thousands of miles you accumulate in your, your quest for glory so it's a case of you know, being monitored and, and making the individual decision on when you're ready to, to pick training up again having said that um, passive recovery has always been shown to be not particularly effective so complete rest is never Never an option. So it's normally a couple of days, maybe a week to 10 days maximum of, of no training, and then you need to start getting back out again. Um, get, get the blood back into the muscle, get the option going again, remind the muscle it needs to hang around for next year, and uh, and get the ball rolling. Well, talking about getting the ball rolling, does it have to be running specifically? Can you or should you be going out? And Is this a time to do strength and stability work? Is this a time to do cross-training, and not just for comrades run, it's for anyone? And it needs to be a component of running because the body is now used to it. It's now accumulated, say, maybe 2,000, in certain instances anyway, 2,000 kilometers of running. You need to keep running. The body is now, it's a runner. it wants to run, so let it run. There needs to be a component of running. And, but yes, you can definitely support that with a bit of cycling, uh, even if that's in the gym, swimming, uh, heated pools, that kind of thing. All those things are going to help. Um, and yes, together with um, all the improvements you've been neglecting for the last six months, getting the body back on track. So get your hip stability back. Uh, the stretching, the strengthening, um, any injuries and those kind of things, good time to maybe you know, hit the chiropractor or the physio for a weekly session um, and get all those muscles back into condition so you can start up again. Now, Zach, most people run in the mornings. It's You know, you're working, it's the only feasible time to run, maybe late afternoon, but if you want to do big mileage, it's getting up early, it's going to run. It becomes tricky in winter. It's still dark, it's very cold. What are some of the risk factors and what should people look out for with running early in winter? I like think the big thing is around the immune system. The immune system is naturally depressed during during the winter season just purely because of, one, the temperature and the conditions, um, and worse so in Johannesburg particularly because we're in the half alt, slightly high altitude, very dry, air horrible. Actually, the combination of cold and dry can be quite catastrophic on the on the respiratory system, so there's that component to it. Um, and just Naturally, as, as a mammal, we've got a little of a hibernation response going on, so the body wants to calm down, wants to slow down a bit, and yet, we might want to push it harder than it's capable of. So the combination of conditions is a problem. So trying to avoid, if you can, training in the early mornings, it's cold, the air is very, very dry, you're putting your lungs and that whole system under a lot of stress, and all you need is one little bug to come along, and there you go, there's your upper respiratory tract infection, which can then develop into bronchitis, into pneumonia or something else. Um, very, very often people end up with all kinds of weird viral infections and hang around all the way into, into summer because of the, the training they've done incorrectly during winter so my advice would be try and stay out of the at least of the daily early morning training once or twice a week you probably be alright but when you have the opportunity to train in the midday when it's a little bit warmer um, the, air, the air's a little bit warmer a little bit moister that kind of thing better, much much better um, try and avoid very dusty conditions trying to avoid dry grass as much as you can because it also can irritate that system so look off the lungs now, take Comrades Runners out of the equation because that is a special animal. There's plenty of people out there who don't even have that ambition. They go run 5Ks, 10Ks regularly during the week. What are options for them? They, they can only run early in the morning. Is it an option to get into the gym, do a bit of work in the treadmill? And maybe is, is this the season to do that other work? As you said, with the Comrades Guys, keep running in addition to it, but start incorporating the stuff that's going to help you in the actual running season. I think definitely. I mean, regardless of the distance you're running or the vent you're doing, the, the winter season is a time when you take a knock. You know, talk from personal experience, uh, myself and also hundreds of endurance athletes I've worked with. Winter time is very, very difficult, because the body's not at the same level as it is as, as in summer. Um, you can't train to the same level because of the conditions. Um, and you do get sick. I mean there's bugs flying around left right center. I mean, and if, you, if you are training, you, you run the risk of getting ill,' training yourself weakens your immune system for a small period of time so it allows the bugs to get into the system and, and create a problem. So just try and be very conservative during this time. It doesn't mean stop running keep running, uh, maybe not as often maybe half the amount of time that you would spend or at least the number of sessions you'd spend outdoors and try and just get a bit more of a mixed bag going so spend a bit more time in the gym uh, a bit more time maybe doing the cross training I wouldn't always recommend running on treadmills not great for the knees but there's also an opportunity then to, to train on, on the bike in the gym do a bit of swimming, do something different, keep the cardiovascular function up, and basically get yourself ready for sort of August, September, when spring comes along, as a time to pick up your training again. As a, as a scientist, as someone who takes a body and says, your body can only do so much, you try to do this, you're going to get injured, you try to do that, you're going to get injured, a lot of it, you don't want that, you work with clients, you don't want them to get injured. So... What are the things that runners? A lot of people love running, and they'll just—they're happy. They just go out, they run. That's all they do. But when you start picking up the mileage, you are wanting to do longer races, you have to incorporate other aspects into your running. What should guys who are just running be looking at doing? What sessions should they be adding? And I think the first thing is is a bit of diversity, a bit of variety in the running training. So it's not just run, 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 run. So time trial every day, or slow run, long run every single day. You get that mix of all different types of training going. So interval sessions. And tempo, race, pace, sessions, speed work, very, very slow running as well, obviously all modified and, and catered for their particular level. So if you're starting off, you spend a lot more time with the slow, progressive training, and once you get to the more high-performance elements, you might then start looking at speed work. So it's to get that variety in place, first of all. And then I see the strength and core stability, the stretching, all that kind of stuff, very, very important as well. So you don't, you don't maintain the skeleton, you don't maintain the muscle, you're not, you're not going anywhere, The parts are going to start falling off. We need to do a regular overall, regular maintenance on all the bits and pieces. Um, now sometimes running 10-15k is not a major issue, you get away with it, so you're not going to pick up major issues. As soon as you start in- increasing the mileage and the, the, the frequency that you're training at, so if you, if you were training every second day, now you're training every day, body hasn't got the same recovery time. So you start to pick up some of these issues, runners, knee, and a bit of tendonitis, and muscle issues, spasming, and all kinds of other issues. And those are only due to the load. So, you can avoid most of those things by looking after the muscle, looking after the tendon, by doing, doing what we call supplementary training, which is strength, stability, and and mobility. Um, that's the kind of stuff you would do with a, a specialised trainer, um, a biochemist or a physiotherapist, so you just need to pick your, pick your poison. And this is if sort of the running off-season, starts to pick up already, end of August, so not a lot of time for runners to do other stuff, and... Uh, you know, try other things to build up strength and then we, we're back in. guys are starting for comrades for two oceans it's, it happens again uh, for people looking to maybe they've got a new adventure maybe there's something they want to do maybe their running is um, they want to take it to the next level how do they get hold of you guys as a company Exercise Solutions and, and what can you offer for them? I think, uh, contact details first obviously very simple to get onto our website wwwexercercise and um, all the contact details are on there Uh, make contact and we'll sort you out from from that point forward Um, and then just in terms of what we offer full scientific package program so from from start to finish um, where you begin what should you be doing uh, doing appropriate testing on different body systems to make sure we we got you moving in the right direction and then the coaching and training sessions to go with it and um, years and years and miles and miles of experience uh, whatever problem a person may have or issue they're having or adventure they're trying to do can guarantee we had someone who's done it Zach, thank you very much for your time. All the Comrades Runners out there, well done if you finished Comrades, the 90th edition. It was an uprun. It had some extra mileage, so what an achievement that was. And uh, now is a little bit of recovery time, but as Zach pointed out, don't take too much time or remind your body that it has to keep ticking over. And uh, just be careful in winter. Don't uh, go out and get sick and get illnesses that are going to linger into summer, that you are going to battle to recover. Keep that immune system high. From myself, David Katz, Mr. Active, and the Run Talk SA podcast, Uh, that's it for this edition. We'll be back next, next week with some plenty more exciting content.